Hi, and welcome to my Beautiful Mess podcast. My name is Brandi Palmero. I am a wife, a mom of six kids, teacher, and speaker. This podcast is designed to encourage all women as we share life's messy moments and see that even in the mess, we can find beauty with God. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me this week. I am glad that we are able to connect this way. I've been getting such a positive response from so many of my listeners, and I just want to tell you guys I appreciate it, and I thank you. So this week, I decided to just talk about some things that I have attended recently that have really just kind of refreshed me, and I thought, wow, this is some really good stuff that I should share with everybody, and if they're not doing this, they need to do this as well. So I'm not sure if any of you have had the chance to attend a women's conference or event or look for one. And these last few years with COVID, I'm sure it has been extremely hard. And I know there's not been even places having things. But if you start to notice places are opening back up, people are hosting events, and there's lots of things you can find to do. And some of these things can be just so beneficial for us just to refresh our souls, just to get connected with some people who maybe don't even know what they're searching for or thinking about, but they just want to get together, hear the message that someone has, and then see how it resonates with you. And what do you take away from that? For me personally, the ones that I've attended these last couple of weeks, I just felt so renewed and excited again. Um, I've been able to go to lots of different types of conferences over the years, and there's just something about them when you're together with other people, other women, other people who are doing the same thing as you, and you're centered around a topic or a theme, it just has an amazing impact in your life. When my kids were pretty young, my friends and me started attending some of the Women of Faith conferences, and I wish they actually still had them. They don't have them anymore, but they were wonderful conferences, and they would travel around to different cities, and usually the one we would attend would be in Pittsburgh. And a lot of times a group from our church would get together, or maybe it was a friend I knew that was going, and they would say, hey, do you want to go? And we would all make a weekend of it. So this presented, when you have little children at home, this presented, A, a chance to get away, just to get out of that daily, in your house, doing your routine. It also presented an opportunity to be with other women, friends, moms, and it gave our husbands a chance to have the kids at home. And I found that one of the really good things that came out of that was not that they probably did things the way I did it, even though I left a list that probably maybe with the first couple children was super long front and back. But our husbands or my husband, he did it his way and he followed some of the things, but he also just had fun with the kids. And they loved whenever I would go away for a night because they knew that they were going to be able to sleep downstairs in the living room, in their sleeping bags. And dad was going to let them stay up and have snacks and just do fun things that maybe they didn't always do with mom. And that was okay. So there was a lot of things that came out of those times when I went away. And these would not not be like once a month. This was like once a year when I would take the weekend to do that. Um, When I worked at my church, I was the children's coordinator there for several years. And I had the opportunity to attend children's ministry conferences. And those were very similar. Of course, it was a different Um, group of people, but you were still getting together with people that were um, mission-minded. They were looking how to improve children's ministry. Um, They came with questions and ways that you could 
um, influence each other and be able to build each other up. And another thing that both of those conferences had in common was worship. Um, there would be awesome worship at Women of Faith. And then again, at these children's ministry conferences I went to, they would always start with a worship band. And just worshiping together with people is amazing to be in a group of room and hearing them worship. I'm thankful that um, God has gifted me with the ability to sing, and I love singing. I serve on a worship team at my church and I get to lead worship once a month. And that is just, I feel like that is a gift to me. It is a blessing. I never look at it as a commitment I have to do. I'm excited that I'm able to serve in that way. And I just love when we're on the stage and we're singing a song and you can just hear the people singing. And sometimes I just pull back from that and listen and I'll even stop singing some of the words. And it just, it's an amazing, an amazing thing. Back to the children's ministry conferences. When I would attend these, you would get practical ideas. There was always main sessions that would relate, I felt, like to something I was going through in my life at that time. And I was looking back because remember I said I do take notes and I do journal. In 2014, I went to a Kidman conference, which was a kids ministry conference, and the theme was surrender. And the speaker talked about how we can use the things that in our life that we've gone through to change the world. And wow, that was a powerful message. Use the things you've gone through to change the world. And those were some of the seeds that started planting me wanting to start speaking more, to writing a book. I actually had started a blog page during that time called Rooftops, and it's probably still out there. And it has some of my different messages on it, but it was just one thing that I wasn't able to keep up with. But all those experiences kind of led to where I'm at today doing the podcast. And during that conference, they talked about using your gifts and being bold. And I wrote that word bold in capital letters and I came back to it and I highlighted it. And I thought about, you know, what things in my life am I doing that I'm being bold about? So it's been a few years since I've actually attended a conference in person because of COVID for some of the reasons, but then also just the different stages I moved into back to teaching and that changed my availability and what I could do. And I haven't actually attended a conference, women's conference in person like that in a while. Now that I'm thinking a little more about it, there was an event in Erie where Lisa Turkhurst came to speak and I was able to go to that. And that was just at one of our local churches about an hour away from me. And again, same thing, had great worship, great message. And that was only maybe a couple hours. So this last weekend, maybe it's been two weekends now, I attended at our church. We had a women's conference. Our church calls it the True Women Conference, but we have a guest speaker that they usually pick to bring in. And the speaker's name was Cindy Boltima. I may have pronounced her last name wrong. And right away, I knew that I was going to like her because she just started off with saying, listen, can I be real with you guys? And a lot of her conversation was like that. And when someone starts like that and you feel like they're just speaking, right, you know, they're just like sitting down, having coffee with you and talking with you, that just resonates right away. And the first thing she did was she shared her story, which of course made me think, oh, I had just shared my story, some of it on my first episode of my podcast. And her overall theme for the conference was unshakable. And when the shakable times come, which we know that they will, how can we be ready? 
And not only did she talk about these things, share her experiences, but she gave us practical tools to take away. And she brought up some great points for me to think about. She said that it wasn't going to be if we get shaken, but when this comes and it says straight in the Bible, we're going to have, we're going to be shaken. That's going to happen. So you remember last week, if you listened to my podcast that I talked about the post pandemic and I talked about COVID, I talked about how Mary had been shaken and those words in that scripture that I used from the message, it said that she was thoroughly shaken. And For me, right when she said those words, it was like that little nudge, like, what am I doing to remember when I'm shaken? He's got me. Am I holding on to that truth when those times come? So I started to think back to another time, like, when did I just feel like I was shook to the core? One of the early memories I have when this happened, I was in my 20s, 21 or 22. My husband and me were married, but we did not have any kids yet. And I remember I may have even been finishing school, but we lived in Grove City. And during that time, I worked on the weekends at a very good restaurant. Um, I still love it today called the Iron Bridge Inn. Um, Delicious food there. So I worked there for a few years. And um, I remember I was working one night. I was waitressing. And a lot of times my husband would come in and he'd wait for me until my shift was done. But this time he came in and he came straight back to the kitchen and it's busy. There's always an hour wait. And I was like, what are you doing back here? I remember I turned, I looked at him. You know how when a moment happens and you can remember what you wore, what the smell was. I can remember the sounds of the dishes clanking. And he just kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and he said, there's been an accident. Your dad's been electrocuted. And I just froze like, what? What do you mean my dad's been electrocuted? And instantly I just, I took off my apron. Like I had open tables. I had my tip of money, all that stuff. I just handed it to someone. I said, I've got to go. And I left and I don't even know what happened the rest of the night there at the restaurant, but I know my fellow servers handled that. We got in the car and I just, I started crying. I'm a very emotional person. And I remember just being so scared and saying, what do you mean? What details? And he didn't have very many details. My sister had called him and said, that had been electrocuted. They're on their way to the hospital. Um, They don't think he's going to make it. And this was just the little bit of information that we had. And it really shook me. We were driving super fast. And I remember we put our flashers on because I was afraid we were going to get pulled over or be in a car accident, but it was an emergency and we had to get back up to Meadville as soon as we could. And a little bit of a side note on this, my brother who lived in Meadville at the time, he had actually on his way to the hospital got pulled over because he was driving so fast. And he told the cop, you know, my dad just got electrocuted. I'm on my way to the hospital. And they had heard that on the scanner. So they let him go, thankfully, um, in that moment. So when we got to the hospital, right when we walked in, they told us to go to the family conference room. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to be good. But praise God, my dad did live through that experience. Now, he did have some repercussions from that. And as he's gotten older, some of his memory and things have changed. And it's been hard for my dad, for my parents. And, you know, we're not sure how much of that was from the electrocution. There was a very up and down period there for 48 hours, he had to be monitored nonstop. And we didn't know if he was going to live or die because he had so much um, 
trauma and his brain was so swollen that they had said, you know, that first 48 hours is crucial. And they had actually taken him up to another hospital near us um, in Erie named Hammett. And there he was for several days after that. But he did survive. We're thankful of that. And there are some things to deal with. But that was a moment, a moment when our whole family was shaken. I'm sure anyone who is listening to this that is part of my family remembers that moment. And for them, it was a different experience. Um, My sister, she was at the house when it happened. And I guess I could tell a little bit more of the story. My dad was changing something on the hot water tank. And when he was using his screwdriver to get in there or something that he got something touched, he got electrocuted and that current went through his hand and exited through his jaw. Well, thankfully, my mom had the sense for some reason to go check on him and she did and she saw him laying there and I don't know if she just could feel the something was wrong, but she immediately realized he was being electrocuted and she went and shut off the main circuit to the house for the power. And my sister was out in the pool. And when the power went off, she's like, what's going on? And she could hear hear my mom yelling, call 911, call 911, um, because of what had happened. So there's lots of moments we look back on from that. And so thankful that my mom checked on my dad, thankful that she knew not to touch him because then that current would have gone through her. We are so thankful that the first responders were able to get there. They knew what to do. The ambulance came and they got my dad right to where he needed to be. So again, you know, that moment was just something that shook us all. Another moment that I can think of that was one that shook me was a Memorial Day weekend. And we were all getting ready for Memorial Day celebrations. It was a Friday. My kids were actually still in school. And my father-in-law at that time would often stop by almost every day, maybe every couple of days. He'd just pop in whenever and say hello and check in on us. So it was normal for him to come in. We talked about the food he was going to go to the grocery store and get. And he actually had a rototiller loaded in a trailer. And he asked me if I could help him get it off because he couldn't get the tie off, which it that moment, I thought that was a little bit strange. Looking back now, I see why. But I was like, sure. So I helped him untie it and he got it off. And then he told me he was going to go get groceries and we'll see you tomorrow at his house for the picnic. Well, a couple hours later, my husband called and he was pretty frantic. And his dad had had a massive heart attack while he was grocery shopping. And they had rushed him to our local ER. They were working on him. We got down there and I felt like I was in a movie sitting in the hallway. I've seen this on TV when you're waiting for the doctor to come out, you know that your family members in this trauma and they came down the hall and I just knew by looking at his face and he said, we're sorry he didn't make it. That was another moment that just shook us to the core. It shook our whole family. We love God so much, and we loved my father-in-law. And to watch my husband and my children and our family just go through so much pain was so hard. But we knew who to turn to. We knew that God never left us during that time, even though it was hard. And both of these situations, I kind of look at a little differently. You know, one was early on in my faith journey when my dad was electrocuted. And I don't really think I knew that much scripture to to pull on or didn't have, I wasn't surrounded by a big Christian family influence. 
And then when my father passed away, my father-in-law, I call him my dad. I knew, knew my father-in-law since I was 15 and um, he was just like a dad to me. And I'm so thankful that my husband's family treated me like that. But I think that at that time when he passed away, we had a really strong Christian church family. We had friends that were um, Christians and they just wrapped themselves around us and were there for whatever we needed through the whole thing. Both those times, even though they were different, God was there. He was behind the scenes, orchestrating, being supportive for our family, sending the people we needed. And when I look back, I can see all of that. So one of my biggest takeaways from that conference with her was that seasons of shaking should not be surprising to us. And that was one of her quotes that Cindy said. Again, I'm going to say that seasons of shaking should not be surprising to us. We are going to have these seasons. But she also said, remember that we are part of an unshakable kingdom. The Friday and Saturday before last, I joined the IF Gathering, which was a live stream conference. And I had heard about this conference before. And even a few years ago, I listened to some videos from previous years. The founder of the IF Gathering is named Jenny Allen, which I'm sure some of you have heard of her. She is an author. She is the founder of the If Gathering. She does a lot of great things. And she has a podcast that I had started listening to this summer called Made for This. And I watched a few um, videos from this conference before, but this was the first year I had actually gone on and attended it. So after listening to her podcast this summer, I signed up to be in her for your people preview of her new book that she was writing. And I purchased the book early and was able to be in a group that we got to kind of review and um, answer questions and kind of be the first people to be part of the reading of the book. And that was kind of really a neat experience. And through that, I learned more about her and a whole lot about how we are made for relationships. But let's jump back to the IF conference. It is a two-day event where women all over gather together to get equipped and discover and basically to be able to go and tell other people about Jesus, to make disciples. And the first thing I really loved from this conference, and like I said, it was via online. You could join with any local churches that were hosting it, but this one that I attended, I just bought my ticket online and then I could watch it when I was able to. I could do it live or I could go back and watch it later. So um, I really like that the first thing they opened up with worship again, just like the other, other conferences I had been to. And that's just such, I mean, I was in my house by myself and just still singing those songs and worshiping was really impactful. And the one song they sang was God, you are faithful, you are faithful. And it happened to be the same song that we were singing for worship that weekend. So when something like that happens, I feel like, okay, God, you're just trying to remind me of of that part of your your word and what you tell us and your promises. So one of the things that I appreciated when they started this conference is it was the same week that everything had happened with Russia attacking Ukraine. And instead of kind of like pushing that off, like that really wasn't happening. They went on and she had an interview with a pastor on the ground there. And she talked about, you know, 
praying for them and praying for the Ukrainian people and the mothers and the women and also praying for the Russian people as well. So I like that they made it real and they took the time to really talk about something that was on all of our hearts. There was so much information to take away through this whole conference about not losing hope, um, about surrendering, about deeper relationships and how he is the way maker and how he can make a way when it seems like there is no way. She had great speakers, great discussion. They also offered some conversation cards that you could get together with a group of people and you could talk about those things if you were at a live event or if you were on your own, you could do that. And honestly, I haven't actually finished all the sessions yet. I have a few more to get through. And that's the one thing about purchasing the package that I did. I think I have like a year to be able to watch all of them and go back to the breakout sessions. Hopefully I will finish it before a year. That is my plan. But I have that option if I need it. So just um, thinking about these things in the last two weeks that I have attended or been able to go to, you know, anything that we listen to or we read people that we meet with and maybe talk about things that are going on help us to reflect and to think through our lives and they help us to tell other people we can be the encourager or we can also get encouraged by them. So my takeaway for you this week is to look for something that you can attend, something that's going to encourage you and build you up. And if you can go with someone else, go with a group of people, maybe a friend, maybe it's a conference that's going to be coming up through the summer or the springtime, or maybe it's even next fall, like a lot of registrations are opening now. But look for that. You can look for that. Maybe you have a topic that you like, or you could even just look at some local churches around you. A lot of times they'll have a ladies day or um, maybe a day out or a tea or something where you could get involved and hear a speaker speaking and go with some other people so you have some people to talk to. Even just the worship at those events is just so refreshing. So after you do that, after you find somewhere to go, then take some notes about how you feel. Um, write down the things that really stuck out to you and, you know, the things that you relate to and you feel like, hmm, I want to know a little bit more about this or dig deeper into that. I don't think that you can go wrong in any of those situations, whatever you decide to do. And even if it is an online thing, that's okay too, because we're still growing. That's one way that we can um, continue to grow in our faith and just to be able to get refreshed and renewed. I thank you guys so much for joining me today. Next week, I am going to be sharing on my daughter Ariana's adoption story. Next week is her gotcha day or the day that we adopted her. And so I thought, what a better way to kind of lead into that about sharing her story and our adoption journey with her. In the show notes today, I'm going to put some links to the speakers that I've mentioned, some of their events, and maybe just their pages if you want to check them out or the podcasts that they have. And um, if you have any feedback that you want to give me, you can always do that on my Facebook page. And you can interact with me there. I hope that you guys have a great week. I'm praying for you and I hope that you will join me next time. And thanks for joining my beautiful mess.